0: Welcome back to another episode of the Balance Boldly podcast where we get bold about our balance and campaign to shake the shame that stunts our growth. I'm your host Nikita Figpen, balance and relationship advisor for bold women in business and a few brave men. This season is brought to you by our power partner and season sponsor Spreaker.com. As a product of the product, the Balanced Bully Podcast utilizes Spreaker's high-quality tools to create, host, distribute, and measure our show. With the use of their easy-to-use iOS and Android mobile apps, podcasters and internet radio show hosts are able to record and store their valuable content and share across multiple networks like iTunes, Stitcher, iHeartRadio, and more. For more information, visit Spreaker.com. You know, this has been an interesting weekend. I'm going to be full throttle. I'm always transparent, but I'm going to be really raw with you guys. This was one of the most difficult times to squeeze in some podcasting time. I literally had to wait till seven o'clock at night for my husband and my daughter to get out the house. My son was at work or with his girlfriend, whatever he's doing right now. He's over 20, so it's all good. And it was so loud in here the majority of the weekend between my husband watching the football game and the kids having their arguments and all that. I was like, listen, people, I need some quality time to get regular work you know recording work in so i'm excited to be here with you right now trying to squeeze this in before my sister gets here from new york and i know she's only about 25 30 minutes away so we can have some qt time as well but talk about balance right as i'm balancing all these things and we are wrapping up the end of season one which is all about commitment challenges um, We're just down to our last few episodes here. And I have to say that I was really looking forward to this specific episode. Tonight or today, whenever you're listening to this, I really want to have an opportunity to talk to you all about something that I have been Uh, speaking on for the last few years and writing about and talking to other people, especially in our our private little virtual teas and my strategy sessions. And that is about inviting change to a seat at your table. For those of you who are familiar with the old days of the 5 a.m. Wake and Breakthrough Periscope mornings, I talked about this a ton. It is so important for us to get out of that space of hey, I need help, I want help, I need the how to's, the what to's, the when to's, and then you get it. You've been asking for it. It's knocking on your door and you refuse to let it in. It is time for you to stop refusing those things that you've been asking for, those things that you are afraid to commit to because what we're gonna talk about today, why are you afraid to commit? Why are you not pushing through? Why are you not opening the door and inviting change in to literally sit at your table and give you the guidance that you've been claiming that you want? And I mean this in your life, your relationships, and your business because it affects us in all of those areas, um, on every platform. I know it affects me and I have to remind myself, listen for the knock. You've been asking the question. The knock is right there. Now that you hear it, don't sit there staring at the door on the other side, like frozen, move, get up, wake up and go after whatever it is that you claim you've been wanting. So just diving right in. This is another one of our solo narrative cast, and you know how I always talk in we's and eyes, right? Because there's this part of me who's representing the company as a whole as president and CEO, and then there's the part of me who's just literally showing up as little old Nikita Thigpen, who is bringing raw first partaken stories from myself, sharing anonymously codified stories from my clients and the other women and men that I engage with on a regular basis through business operations. And I want to make sure that you hear that when you hear me alterate, alternate between the we's and the eyes. It's literally because I'm going between both of those spaces. I'm wearing both of those hats simultaneously on this podcast. Um, and no apologies about it. I just want you to know, you're like, why is she saying I? Why is she saying we? That's where it's coming from. All right, jumping right in. Something that I have been talking about recently was those quality questions that Tony Robbins talks about. Um, He mentions quite often in many of his teaching points that you're not supposed to just ask any question. You ask quality questions, you know, the question that will give you a direct answer instead of just saying, you know, why can't I lose weight or why am I not making money in my business or why are my children not listening to me or why is my spouse not being as responsive or as romantic as we used to be or that kind of thing. That's not a quality question. A quality question is is broken down more so, so that you can get an answer that's not based in problematic, you know, thinking. If you keep saying why, your subconscious is basically gonna give you some negative counterpoint to say well you know your spouse is not interested right now you've gained 30 pounds you know over the last few years or you're not as active or you're not losing weight because you eat too much you know he uses all kinds of examples so if you get a chance listen to Tony Robbins Um, I follow some of his power hour videos and they're pretty interesting especially because I you know, subscribe to the same mentality of the power hour and how important it is. So, anyway, he talks about these quality questions um, and the questions that we refuse to ask ourselves. And I think this is all linked to why we're not inviting change to, you know, come into our home and sit at our own tables, you know, right in our space. And I believe that many of you are not asking yourself the right question because you're afraid that the answer will mean you have to commit to whatever it is. Like you literally open the door to Pandora's box, you see what's in it, and now you have, you're have you forced to clean up the stuff that shouldn't be in there and deal with the stuff that is. Um, so many of us are walking around, me included at times, because we all vacillate into that negative dark space at times. You know, what if you succeed? That's a question that many of us won't come to on our own without being pushed because of some really uncomfortable stimulus that happened in our life some breakdown moment that pushed us to say I got to do something different why haven't I done it already why I was afraid of falling or failing or rejection or losing money or losing time or losing you know additional resources that may not necessarily be specific money or whatever the case is, right? So we'll we'll go down the rabbit hole of all the the not the not so good reasons for doing something. But the question you should ask is what if you succeed? And the reason that many of us won't ask that question is because then we literally have to make room for the success that we said we want. So if I say, well I want to be an incredible impactful global empowerment speaker, which is definitely high up on my list to continue. I'm on the right path. I'm doing everything I need to do, but I am by far not a household name at this point. But if I become a household name, there's a lot that you have to sacrifice when that happens. You lose privacy. You lose the right to you know, in my case, I will throw on some raggedy old bleach stained sweatpants in a minute to run to the market and, you know, just grab a few things for my family. You kind of lose that ability to do that if you're a household name and you can't walk down the street. Uh, because too many or many people, if not almost all people, recognize you, right? And there, that's a drawback for someone like me who really values my privacy. I value my downtime. I value being able to sit in a restaurant with my sister or my brother or my husband. And just enjoy each other's company without constant bombardment from people who, you know, maybe they really are interested. Maybe they just want a selfie. Maybe they're hoping to catch you doing something that they can post on Worldstar. I don't know. But whatever. You know, I would rather not have that. Not as an everyday, every moment thing. And because of that, there's been some pullback that I can say for my own life. There's been some opportunities that I said no to granted, I filtered them, they probably weren't the best opportunity anyway. But for some people, the mindset is take every opportunity, every, it could just every time you have an opportunity to speak, if you want to be a speaker, then you just keep saying yes, 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 yes. And some people do that the same in relationships, right? If if you're looking for your, you know, your soulmate, every opportunity you get to date, just go date and you'll, you'll eventually get there. I don't think like that. I also don't, Um, utilize my time that way. I value my time and I value myself. So I will say no slowly because you need to evaluate it, right? I talk about the slow no and the deliberate yes quite often. I'll say no a whole lot more than I say yes these days. And the reason is because back in the day, back in the day when I was young, I'm not okay. Um, (laughs) Back in the day, I would say yes a whole Lot, and all that did was build up a bunch of regret and resentment for how I spent my time. Saying yes to all the baby showers, yes to all the opportunities to go to you know XYZ networking events, yes to all the opportunities to meet with random people who were you know, connecting with me who didn't have anything to offer other than, hey, you look like someone I should connect to. And I'm like, okay, sure, you know, maybe there's an opportunity you never know. Now granted, some things happen that way, but most do not. And if you value your time, value yourself and value not being in a forward space of regret you'll definitely look you know fall back a little bit be very slow about your no and or deliberate about that yes that comes up with it especially if you are really at that space of just contemplating where you want to go in your next steps so coming back to the inviting change aspect of it we want to be really extremely careful about what we're saying no to, not because of the value of time or the value of self or the value of worth, because I'm in that space where, you know, I'm very careful about that and I filter, you know, as much as humanly possible, but I also have to be very careful that I'm not purposely saying no, because if I succeed in something, that means Literally giving up something that I'm not ready for, um and you have to be mindful of what what it is you're not ready for. Are you afraid that if you're successful in in a relationship that that means you won't be able to hang out with your friends anymore and you'll have to spend all your time with your spouse? Are you worried? you know these are secret worries by the way, people they're not necessarily sitting at the top of your head as a thought that you know is there. you have to really introspect introspectively. Look at that, and give yourself that opportunity to do it. so if you really look core, at the core of that space and say, "You know what? there's a part of me that is worried that if i uh, if I succeed at opening up this factory for my products or if I succeed at uh, getting these three new contracts that are a hundred thousand dollars each and they're corporate anchored and you know they're gonna require me to hire more people." There's a part of me that doesn't want to do the people management. There's a part of me that doesn't want to have to be responsible for other employees. There's a part of me who doesn't want to have to be on call because I'll no longer be able to just do it in more of a a solo way or with my small team, I'll have to expand. And I'm not saying that that's my particular challenge. That's just an example because I am not worried about that. But if that is your worry, you have to be honest with yourself and make sure you're asking the right questions question what if you succeed and what are those changes that you're going to have to to make in order to make room for the success that you want that's a huge thing to ask yourself before you stare at the door and decide not to open it it's something you should be asking even before you invite the change in in the first place so that's where I want to go but that's where I want to leave you right before we take this quick commercial break this segment is brought to you by fresh level productions a video marketing agency that helps you attract engage and convert prospects to clients all with the power of video visit freshlevelpro.com to schedule a brainstorming session with a video marketing expert today All right, welcome back to Balance Boldly. We were just talking about inviting change to seat to sit at your table uh, or to a seat at your table, however you want to word it and we were looking at the quality questions that Tony Robbins talks about and the, I believe, the number one question we need to be asking ourselves instead of running from this question, which is what if you succeed and what changes will you have to make to make room in your life for the success? So that's where we kind of you know left it I would follow that with saying who did you give the keys to your future to think about that for some of us some of those changes that we need to make is not about our time management necessarily you know in a kind of generic way it's not about a weight loss goal or um, you know a, a business agenda or anything for many of us It's people who we need to change. Every quarter, you need to be evaluating your circle. Those quarries, those circle of reciprocal influences, and everyone else that extends out of that circle. Not just your quarry, who's that inner, inner circle. Also, those people who extend out. Those folk that you go have coffee with, that you sit down for tea, that are just real cool people that you might talk to only once or twice a year or a couple or a couple of times in a month, you know, just because you pass the same water cooler together, so to speak, or you're at the same association event or networking event, you need to pay attention to that. And I'm talking about family members as well, because many of those people we've given the key to our future too, and it's holding our future, they are holding our future hostage because we're allowing them to. We feel guilty about something, And you can think about it. I'll give you a couple of examples right now. You could feel guilty because back in the day, you were real close friends, maybe when you were going through a divorce or you were having a child or you were going up for a promotion, you were nervous about something, you lost a loved one. That person was your go-to person at the, the coffee counter often or the person that you talk to on your morning drives really regularly and you had a bond at one time maybe you guys were in school together and you were study partners or complaining partners you know whatever works at that time and that person played a certain position in your life and you played a position in theirs but here we are years later and you still feel beholden to that person or those people. You still feel like you owe them some part of your time and your energy and your strength, and you don't. You know how we talked about a couple episodes again? Get your set together, S-E-T, strength, energy, and time. Well, that is relevant to also getting it together and letting some people go to get it, get them out of your space so you can do what you need to do in regards to your success, whatever that looks like for you. But if they're holding the keys to your future because you feel like the history that you have when all you have is history, that's all you have left and you feel like for some reason you need to still. Make yourself available for every call. Make yourself available for every opportunity they want to, you know, quote unquote, um, hit you up and pick your brain about something that you do in your business now or they want to borrow some something, some energy, some resource from you. It may have nothing to do with money and you still feel beholden. Why? Why do you still feel beholden to those people that you only had history with? Now, this person could be right in your household. This person could be a, a close extended family member, first cousin, um, a brother or sister you haven't talked to, a friend that you are sit next to in the office or a cubby every single day. This person could also be um, a collegiate friend or an association network partner or the president of one of the associations that you belong to, right? This person can be many people or it could be quite a few people that you've handed out the keys to because every opportunity you get to move forward in your life, they call, they come and they're asking and they're asking with a, a bit of entitlement because in the back of their mind, they feel like you owe them something too, let me just state really clearly, you don't owe them anything. You've paid your debt your debt with your life, with your time, with your energy, with you making yourself available for them and their 7 a.m. phone calls or their long email responses that you had to read through or respond back to. You don't owe them anything else. The only thing you have to do is continue to live your best life and love Everyone who comes in contact with you that you can, you know, that is deserving of it first. I do believe that people get the trust until they break it, but that's just my way of approaching things. And that's it. That's all you have to do. So if you have some of those collegiate friends or those partners in your house or right outside of your house and you feel like you need to give them the the hey-ho and, you know, kick them out of your life, there is a way to do that part of it is starting to teach them that you are not accessible. It's nothing wrong with being available, but you do not, you no longer have to be accessible unless those people are in your quarry and you want them to be. So I have a few rules. If you are in my quarry, my circle of reciprocal influences, which means, you know, I have a professional quarry that tears down to a a personal quarry as well. If you are in that circle for me, then you really don't have to, uh, You're not beholden to my ridiculous schedule. You can call me without going through a calendar link. You can uh, tell me that we need to talk or ask me to rearrange my schedule for something. Granted, you know, my clients and my business is very much a priority. So I can only be but so flexible unless it's an emergency. But you can do that. If you are not in my quarry, you have to get a link to my schedule. That, that's just what it is. You have to look and see, oh wow, she's busy for the next six weeks. I can't believe I have to wait that long just to have a catch up with her. Yes, you do. You know why? Because while we have not been talking, while the, the days, the weeks, the hours, and months have been going on, I have been focused on the priorities that matter the most to me. That's what I've been doing. The same as I'm sure that's what you've been doing. And with that being the case, We have to make sure that we don't pretend that we've just been sitting here waiting, twiddling our thumbs, saying, oh, sure, whenever you want to get together. No, it's not. It's not whenever. There is a specific scheduled time that I can make it work for non-priority appointments. It doesn't mean that I don't love you. It doesn't mean that I don't like you. It means you are not a part of that change your schedule group the call in the midnight hour group. And that's okay. Everyone's not supposed to be a part of that. I'm probably not a part of that for you either. So I don't expect you to drop everything to take my phone call. If we make an appointment and we schedule something and uh, you know something urgent comes up or something a higher level priority comes up and you need to change it, I have to respect that. I'm not angry with you that we need to change the appointment and uh, trying to figure out why we can't, uh, you know, reschedule that same day, I respect that you had me at a certain time. And if that appointment needs to be changed, either on my end or your end, it may have to be pushed out another few weeks. That's okay, because you're not in my quarry. So I really want to leave you guys with that with just a quick reminder, this was a brief podcast to just really talk about what it means to invite change to a seat at your table. It means being honest with yourself, asking the right quality question starting with what if you succeed and what does that mean for making room and making space in your life it also means paying attention to the people that you've given keys to your future to who's holding you hostage you know with you know guilt of history and time and energy even though they haven't put any deposits into your life in the the days of new or the days of now they're still holding on to that and who do you need to take your keys back from and also making sure that you are honest enough with yourself to say, I have paid my debt, whatever that debt was in time and listening and resources and energy, whatever it is. If you just owe someone money, then let it be just about that. Don't pretend that you are friends now, just get on an appropriate payment plan and call it what it is and keep it moving. So I wanna leave you guys with that as you think about why you need to invite change to sit at your table. Now, and of course, as always, leaving you with a little gentle honesty at the end of every podcast, I just welcome you in this moment to think about why you deserve your success. Because you do. You've earned it just by the mere fact that you are here and you are willing to be open to the possibility of limitless success in the first place. So I hope you take that with you. Um, If you have any questions for me, just send them to ask. Nikita at ThigPro.com That's AskNikita at ThigPro.com And I have been having a lot of fun on Twitter So I will say If you are really trying to get a hold of me Definitely connect and engage with me At BalanceBully on Twitter It is uh, Some people hate when I say my favorite place to play Because that could mean so many different connotations But I'm finding myself really being on Twitter More than almost any other platform these days I'm considering Facebook But I'm not really sure about that one yet Not from a, a business perspective But for business and for questions around your balance challenges, life, relationship, and everything else in between, anything that you're trying to manage, just make sure you connect with me on Twitter or send any of your questions to AskNikita at BigBro.com. Until next time, please continue to set an intention every day and enjoy the balance of your day, but do it boldly.